Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Warning. The following is the officially sanctioned podcast about the show about four lifelong friends who compete to embarrass each other in public. You know the one. The official Impractical Jokers podcast. What's up? Welcome to the official Impractical Jokers podcast. Uh, very exciting. This is episode nine. Number nine. That's right. Nice. Number nine. I'm Casey. Danny, Danny you phoned right immediately. Right away. Right away. Wow. Hold on. Don't introduce anybody else because Danny phone. Danny phone over there wants them to be first. So Danny I phone can't say. Phone just Danny, went phone, on, Danny Green is here. Under the, donuts right the phone got excited. And you know what, Danny? We're going to use your phone, I think, a little later because your dad, Yeah. yeah. Uh, you, you finally got him to watch the golf punishment. Yo, he's a big golfer. So, so. if that's what you're phone wanted to announce <laughs> that mm-hmm. Danny phone got to say it. Yeah. Uh, um, all right, but we'll check in with him later. But first, uh, of course, Tina is back again. Tina. Hi. Yeah. Tina. That's right. We got Thanks. Tina, Danny Green, James McCarthy, and I'm Casey Joe. That's right. And uh, very exciting. So we want to thank you guys for listening. So this is the first, this is the end of the first half of episodes, right? We're taking a break after this right. one. Right. We're taking a much yeah. needed rest. We have other episodes down, you know, for the rest of the season, but this is the mid-season break. Right. Yes. And mm-hmm. when we say half, it's kind of like the way you would eyeball something in the kitchen because there's actually 26 episodes in the season and this is the ninth one. So it it's a light half, but there's a little bit of a gap yeah. in new episodes. And mm-hmm. so we're here in the Impractical Joker's office. Thank you, Tina and Danny, for coming out here. Uh, this yeah. is the, well, this is the North South Productions offices. We're right. in the producer's we're room. We're in the producer's room surrounded by a bunch of bits that are really fun on the board. Like, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just so excited. Like, I'm actually like looking at a bunch of bits that we're are gonna film and like we have great stuff for like the second half of the season. So uh, yeah, it's really inspiring. Are the colors like, on the cards here. mean anything? Some are pink, some are blue, yes. some are yellow. Yeah, they do. Uh, pink is for punishment. Uh, yellow is for um, games like that would be filmed by uh, handheld cameras on yeah, the like, street. So they might be in a park or in a mall. Right. Gotcha. Easier to, you know. And then blue would be uh, from hidden cameras like up, uh, like in the architect bit. That would be a blue card. Like So the second bit in this challenge would have been a blue card uh, because the cameras are yeah. hidden in the room on like uh, – but what do we call those? Robocams? Robocams, yeah. Yeah, me- um, yeah uh, motorized, not motorized. Yeah, mechanical. Right. I don't know. I, but uh, sometimes a yellow card can switch to the blue. Fun oh, fact. Okay. It's true. Like even, like Stupid Cupid, was that would have been a yellow card, right? It would have been a yellow card pitch, but then it, it, I it think it might have been switched to blue. If we got the location that like where we can hide the cameras. Right. But if it's out and about, like in the you know a park in New York City, we can't hide those cameras, so we use handhelds. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. So, Canon Vixias, if you really need to know. I like that uh, we got a little card up here for True TV, the needs network approval card. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Why don't you just go there, network Tina? Network maybe's. Appro- why don't you approve like it right that? now, Tina? Appro- right now? It'll be a podcast it. first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, so, yeah, that is a pro- the process. <laughs> that would save me a lot of time sweating over an email being like, can you please approve this? I, 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 don't, I don't know. Simi Kostanowicz might have a heart attack, and he's on vacation right That's now. That's not so, good. Oh, I don't yeah, want to give him a heart you know. attack while he's on vacation. <laughs> I already know I can't stand our bit. So. <laughs> um, what is it like, Tina, to receive a packet of ideas from the show? Are you excited? Or are you like, all right, here's here's some more ideas? You could be honest. Um, 
I'm usually excited to read them unless I'm very, very busy. And then I'm like, oh, my God, I have to read that. Um, because we usually like to get you guys notes back right away. Yes. So, yeah. um, but it is, it's always exciting. Cause I always like to see the twists on games that you've done in the past challenges that you've done in the past. Um, and then brand new ones that you're coming yeah. up with. Cause I feel like this show is very imaginative yeah. with yeah. all of the different <laughs> things and all of the, like really awkward and absurd things that are, that go on. So it's always very fun yeah. to read. And this episode actually has a right. lot of that kind of stuff. Even stupid Cupid is yeah. something we haven't really done before. Mm. Like the gameplay is different than a lot of, a lot of other things. It's a, it, we've done little things like save my seat or like, you know, watch my dog. And this one is like really utilizing the people who, who, who we interact with. We have to get them to go to another table and yeah. we're calling it stupid Cupid. Yeah, it's interesting. Like this is one where it's like <laughs> the guys kind of joke about like they've done so many things. I like, think they're kind of just joking about like imagine if we set up a couple on the show. Like imagine like yeah. like who could set up the best couple? And like if we could, but we can't. But like where this bit kind of started from was like mm-hmm. imagine the bit was like the goal was who can have a couple date the longest. We obviously can't do that on no. our show, but it would have been like, all right, Joe's going to set up a couple that dates for like 10 years or something mm-hmm. like that would be our thumbs up and thumbs down. We're like, well, we can't do that. What can we do on the show? It's like, well, we could probably see if we can just get them to sit together. Joe, and that's what we ended up doing. And, and it comes because also Joe loves seeing couples get together. Like he is a natural matchmaker as he does, as you see in this challenge. And he's the last one who goes, right. But it felt real when he was doing it. Like he is a real matchmaker and like he has put people together. I've like people I've known over the years, like he could see things. He wants to know if there's like any relationships, like if, if there's a new crew member, who's single he'll be like oh this guy's too good looking to be single we got to set you up with someone you know he's that kind of guy and so this is a natural challenge for him and murr had a fun approach by saying hey friend hey friend hey friend (laughs) this is his new like foolproof plan he's like hey friends hey friends what a good a good way to like (laughs) and he said he was working for a company yeah. Right. Yeah. Which was another nice yeah. little trick. And he wore a T-shirt with a heart on it. Right. Right. He was really like stacking the deck. <laughs> I, I feel that was very like cult leader like. <laughs> yeah. Hey, yeah. friend, with a heart on your shirt. You right. Know, he. Fe- yeah. He feels like a, it's like a, like a robot trying to figure out humanity. Sometimes <laughs> I could and see. Like, I'll start by saying, "Hey, friend." <laughs> yeah, I could see Murray being a cult leader. This may have been like part challenge, part like just like a test mm-hmm. for when he goes out and starts his cult. Later on, yeah. which is probably the second half of season eight. Yeah. Yeah. I think, oh, yeah, I see that card right there. It's a network, maybe. So we'll see <laughs> if the network approves uh, Murray being a cult leader. We're in discussions. Yes. And I think the Q's approach was so cute with like a like the middle school rules, like, you know, yes, yeah. no, maybe. A little yeah. wedding crashers right there. <laughs> does that happen in the movie? Yeah. That's like, uh, oh. who does yeah. Vince Vaughn or Owen Wilson? Uh, I forget. Owen Wilson, I think. Yeah. Gives it to a little girl to give to someone. Oh, nice right, right, right. That's a nice right. little move. Mm-hmm. That is cute. So that, that's 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 a classic technique. Yeah. Like, did you ever do that? Have you ever done that in high school, or middle school, or no? Hopefully not college. No. Yeah. Have you? No. Sounds like something happened at Monsignor Farrell that mm. you want to talk about. All right. So there was so there there was a friend of mine that was friends with a with a a young lady that I that I um that I liked, and she was trying to set us up, and she would write notes like to to us each. Yes. To be like, oh, like Casey likes you or like, you know, Kristen likes you. And they yes. would go back and forth and she would she'd be sort of this matchmaker that was right. like, 
you know, Casey wants to know this. So I was wow. not making the boxes and saying yes, no. Right. But she was sort of the liaison. She's like a real matchmaker. I know. Is that like what a Yenta mm. is? Is that what Yentas do? She, yeah, she had a real Yenta yeah. vibe. Okay. Yeah. She was like an 80-year-old woman that was in my seventh grade <laughs> class. <laughs> Your friend group. Yeah. She was just like, yeah, of course. We got Gammy, but she's cool, mom. Yeah. And she fell off the trampoline and needs to go to the hospital. <laughs> yeah. um, I would say that... Uh, Sal, Sal's got that boom shakalaka approach. Great line. Also uh, great. Yeah, he's on that. fire. <laughs> I hope you don't think it's so weird. My friend over there, she thought you were cute. She wanted me to come over and tell you. She said she thinks you got that boom shakalaka. <laughs> I was hoping when he went over to her that he also said, like, he thinks you got that boom shakalaka. My man Sal doesn't see wedding rings. I, uh. I'm also mad that he kind of gave up because I like I felt like I would have I would have still sent him over. He didn't know that she had a wedding ring. And if he goes over and then goes, that's all he had to do to win that challenge was send him over. So and he had the first half. He had him. And then she said, like, oh, well, I'm married. Good luck. Oh, God. She's got a wedding ring on. Oh. But, you know, people can be friends. Matchmakers right. can, you know, you could set someone up as friends and who knows, you know, who knows what their relationship would, what, you know, maybe he was really the one. That's right. It's right. Poten- yes, definitely. There's definitely potential there. I think our guy, Sal, just, you know, he respects the institution of marriage so much that he just couldn't do it even. And at the end of the day, again, Sal's a little bit scared. And well, yeah. maybe also his, his parents are divorced. And so maybe he oh. didn't want the pain of that to interesting, you know, yeah, to go to, oh, to Danny. He's getting deep, yeah. And your parents, mm-hmm. right? My parents are divorced. But we'll too. hear from Mr. Green later. I don't want to talk yeah. about the divorce with him, though. Okay, okay. you don't want to bring it up. Right, just let's focus on golf. Okay, okay. all right. Let's well, hope. Let's hope that he doesn't bring up anything about women. <laughs> I doubt he would. Um, That's not his mo. So, so yeah, and then we had Joe's. Invasion strategy, which he just like jumps, he just like invades. He's like, I'm gonna sit here, goes over to you, gotta come over here. Like, he's he's so good at this. I'm sorry, you should come join my friend and myself. Come sit, come sit with us. You're not sitting by yourself. I feel bad. You tell me with the chicken. Yeah, come on. Yes, guy. Yeah, come on. Yeah, come on. Oh my, you kidding me? Where's he? Destiny. Oh, Destiny. Nice to meet you. My friend can't wait to meet you. Her name also is Destiny. It's funny because he could be a cult leader, but he's just like probably bored with it. But yeah. he could do that in a second. He'd be like, yeah, I'm, I, no, I run a cult now. Yeah, you're in the cult. <laughs> no, 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 here's the Kool-Aid. Drink it. Joe's <laughs> cult would be like the top sales cult in the country. I, th- I feel like they would they would make a lot of money. They would recruit people. No yeah. problem. I, yeah. yeah. It would probably take – it would be the biggest religion in, in the world, I yeah. think, in life. You give it like, I don't know, six to eight months. I feel like he would do it like in Atlantic City. A hundred percent. It would be a casino cult. Yeah, I could see him up there just like at like a big like church with like a headset mic on, yeah. like giving a speech and honestly, pumping up the crowd. The government and like most of like the people in the world would be like, it's fine. Oh, yeah. Great. You could have you have your cult. Get those tax breaks. I know. You'd be living on the brotch. But Stupid Cupid, that was uh, it's a fun one. It was yeah. it was fun. This I love any challenge that you get to see, you know, people do things like much like a challenge like, you know, when Sal and um, – Murr had that woman go back and forth. Yeah. yeah. Like, that's so fun. Like, seeing seeing real people do things, it's a little bit of this, like, social experiment. Yeah. Case, do you have any stories about the guys being wingmen in real life? Yeah, actually. So, so funny. Uh, Sal one time was, like, talking about, like a, a, like, a woman that he had a crush on a while ago. And he was like, oh, wow, she has, like, a, like a website here I saw through, her, like, her Facebook. And Joe was like, oh, what's the website? Um, and then Sal just like said it and like kind of moved on from there. And while we were talking about other ideas, 
Joe pulled up the website and there was a section where it was like, send me an email and you could put in your name and leave a message like through the website. Joe put Sal's name and wrote like, I always thought you were cute, like all this stuff and sent it and and then showed Sal what he did. And Sal was like, how could you do this? Like we were not filming. Like they do this stuff sometimes like behind the scenes. Like the way they are on camera is the way they always are. Joe was, Joe was just like trying to set, he was like, and then this how hard he's like, Hey, maybe she'll respond and be like into it. And then that, that, that's how they go. That's, and it works. Right. But Sal can never see that part of it. Sal's like, why would you do that? I would never do that to you. This changes everything. <laughs> I will never forgive you. Oh man, that's great. Yeah. You can't leave your computer open with the guys or give them oh. any kind of information about your personal no. life because they will. Right do whatever they think is the funniest thing to the rest of the room. Right. And I remember that when, when the guys made paid for that dinner, we, or we've yeah, talked yeah, about yeah. this. So the guys will get involved in your relationship. Trust. 100%. Do you have any stories? Uh, yeah. I mean, just like one quick one, like, uh, before I was dating my girlfriend, I was out, uh, with Sal and we we're like at a bar and like, so when you're out with the guys, they get recognized at some point, usually in like, uh, this woman came over and was like talking to Sal and like was obviously like very like into him. And he, he just kept trying, he like, we were out with like friends. We we're just trying to have a good time. And like, as a joke, he just kept being like, he's like me. He's like, no, talk to McCarthy. He's like, he's like, this guy's like our top producer. He's like, talk to him. He's like, can I get you a drink? It's like, it's on me. And like, he just kept like trying to set me up yeah. to be like this guy. And like, yeah, I mean, that was pretty much it. I also like, didn't really want to talk to her, but then Sal just kept being like, Oh, dude, no, it's like, you got to talk to this guy. He's like funny. He's like, do you ever see anything on the show? It's like, this guy came up with it, which is yeah. not true at all. <laughs> but he's like, talk to him, talk to him and not me. Please talk to he's him. Like, I'm an me. idiot. I suck. <laughs> he's like, it's all this guy. And I was like, yeah, he, Great. Thanks, he loves being a wingman. He says yeah. like, that's one of the things like he misses about like, like that, like most of his friends now are like married or in long relationships. Yeah. Like he misses just being out and setting people up. He was like, I was the best at it. Yeah. <laughs> And I, I, yeah, I bet you even now, like with more of, of his like, you know, notoriety that it probably helps even more. Mm, you could probably yeah. set anyone up. You know, first comes love, then marriage, and then you need a home. So why don't we just jump into this wow. architecture bit? I love a segue. <laughs> I love a segue. That that it was not residential architecture mostly. But, <laughs> well, no, there, I mean, there, you yeah, know. There could have been some ideas. You could have lived in any of those uh, house with no windows, LED lights everywhere. So uh, the first thing I want to talk about is that intro where Sal can't get it right. Today we're teaming up as architects, presenting designs for new buildings throughout the city. The catch is all the models and concept art that we have have been prepared by the other guys. Say it one more time. The catch is all the models and concept art that we're presenting have been prepared by the team. Say it again. Yeah. The catch is all the models and concept art that we're presenting have been prepared. <laughs> again. I'll say this. I love that that stuff stays in. It was so much longer. Like it could have been a 10 minute bit, like a 10 minute intro because Sal couldn't get it and then was laughing at the fact that he couldn't get it. And then it was messing him up even more. And then he was messing up and forgetting what the original line was. It was like one of these days that like none of the words made sense in his brain and he couldn't get it. At one point we sent Shay in and Shay said it right and then got out. And like, it was just like the whole thing could have been so much longer, but like we actually have the television show to make. But yeah. um, it was but yeah. It's fun. You get to see like a little bit of behind the scenes right there, uh, of just like how I, and the guys again. Like we have to keep that in. Yeah. And so you got to see a little bit of uh, 
you know, Sal flubbing his lines over and over and over again. That happens once in a while. It happened once at, um, we were at Urban Market in Williamsburg. And yeah. Q said, inst- like, instead of saying, like, we're at the grocery, he said, we're at the grocery roll. We're here at City Acre Supermarket at the grocery roll, where we're going to get strangers' attention by saying, Psst. And we stopped and we were like, what's the gro- grocery roll? And I think he was like very hungover yes. and was like, I don't know. I, I, don't, I just said it. <laughs> and then so Sal was like, please just do it again. Like keep saying grocery roll. Like we'll just make <laughs> yeah. that as if it's a thing. And now they've said it intentionally in a few yeah. intros at the grocery store. At the AKA grocery roll. The grocery roll. It does kind of sound like it makes sense. It makes yeah, sense. it sounds like a real thing. Like a 1960s way is the way to right. call it. Yeah, yeah. The old grocery roll. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> roll. R-O-L-L. It's, a piece, it's like a piece yeah. of bread. That's mm-hmm. so funny. Oh, man. Um, but architects, very fun. This is a, I a like great the, one. I love these. I love doing these. Like to make ideas that sometimes like 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 the air hockey technology or the LED TV windows, like that stuff. Yeah. And, that, and I like the marks being very oh. concerned about the zoning. Yeah, he was my mark need. of the episode. He's he mine too. Light oh, abatement. Oh, there abatements. it is. Yeah. In, in, in terms of um, light abatements and, you know. That can be a crazy I told you somebody was going to bring up light abatements. I told you that. Yes. Light abatements is our mark of the episode for 809. Congratulations, Mr. Light abatements. But guys, right now you tell me, is he the mark of the season? Can light abatements beat Grandma Deadpool? No. I don't think so. I don't think so. But if you have a point of view at home, Hashtag Joker's podcast. Yeah, and let us know. know. Mm-hmm. Or maybe there's or you have a write-in candidate for Mark. Oh, of the a good of, idea of season Very eight. Good. I like at the end. He at the end of he was just like, "You guys are crazy." Like yeah. he was like the perfect foil. <laughs> yeah. yeah, for this bit. Like he knew. Like there was stuff that we had to cut out just for time. That he was like calling them on even more. <laughs> like he was vocal, and the guys were like in the back were like kind of like making fun of how vocal he was. Like yeah. in a way of like, why does he even care that much that he is going to really like stop these guys during their presentation? So good. But it was great. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, this stuff is like it, like how we do, you know, the products. This is the stuff that we like to do. Well, you know, one that got cut that I want to talk about. Sure. That I really liked was it was a building that you look at it one way and then it like the, the floor raises up. Right. And it's like that whole building that you just saw actually is underground. We yes. build it underground. So it's like all the windows and stuff and people are like, what? Like, yeah. like, why do you even have windows? You'd see dirt. Like yeah. it doesn't make any sense. But that's that's what we want. You know, that's the challenge. That was the pitch: a skyscraper turned upside down that goes into the ground. I think Art actually just built a Chrysler building. Yeah. that we flipped over. That we flipped and put it underneath, and it was like people were like, "Okay, like so it's yeah. just the basement. And it's like a never-ending basement. Uh-huh. Like, why even make it look the way it looks? Yeah, but that no one's gonna yeah, see it. That ended up getting cut. Uh, what else do we have here? We had a big jacket Sal spotting. Uh-huh. Of course. Of course. Which again, he will continue to wear that big jacket so in fun. any bit that he gets a chance to. I hope so. And yeah. then menstruation pods, which I think the guys threw in there to like really throw them off. And now a little something for the ladies. Uh, menstruation pods. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Pod it up. Oh no. How about it's 2019 about time, right? Oh my God. I thought Q handled it really well. Like he, uh-huh. he definitely did that mix of like he was digging himself into a deeper hole, right. but also so confidently through it. Yes. He was like, it's about time. Like, <laughs> you know, he was like, he really like just owned it and was like, you know what? No, this is a good idea, <laughs> which I, I love. I, I think that's I think that's the way to handle it. But I think that I think the LED TV windows could actually be a good idea. HD flat screen windows. Future is now. 
Rather than antiquated and traditional windows, these plasma LED screens simulate the beauty of nature every day. And from the outside looking in, competitors will see employees working tirelessly around the clock like it's in Japan. It's horrible, <laughs> you know, on paper. Okay. And it's a waste of energy. I'm on board. But I, it's I, it depends. Fun. I mean, it, like, all right. Right now, we live in beautiful New York City, yeah. and I like looking out the windows and seeing the other buildings. Mm -hmm. But imagine, uh, you know, I don't know, a hundred, a thousand years in the future, and it's an apocalyptic hellscape. I would rather. I have, think it's closer than a thousand years. Uh, okay, in the next five years, uh, I'd rather have LED screens showing me uh, a shark. Yeah. Right. Oh, that's nice. You know, rather than like zombies right at scratching at your door trying to exactly. get inside. I don't want to see the scratching zombies. Scratching at our right. TVs. Scratching, we gotta, well, at the, the windows, yeah. yeah. And if we wait till the zombies are here, it's going to be too late to yeah. build those buildings. So we have to build some of those buildings now. Right. right. That's a good point. I know. Right. And the damage is done. We could just make more light pollution and more stuff like that. So that's great. 100%. Yeah, um, I'm on board. What about, a, what about a building that collapses, a collapsible building? <laughs> I love it. it. Why not? Yeah. I like that the guy was like, it's structurally impossible. Like, he just immediately <laughs> called it out. Yeah. And the answer to everything is collapsible. It's like, what about the people inside? Collapsible. Yeah. Collapsible is the future. I like yeah. that there's a daycare center inside <laughs> also. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. good. Mm -hmm. Another thing that got cut out was like that thing took so long to actually come up. And they were like, wait for it. Like, and it was just like this awkward silence as it was raising up. Yeah. And in fact, like when they put it down and moved it to the side, it started making this noise and moving up again like a ghost. <laughs> and like it, it's just like it's, there's this thing happening as they're trying to explain something else. I'm sure it's all fantastic. great ideas seem crazy when they're first presented. Exactly. A hundred percent. Very true. Yeah. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Uh-huh. People feel the same way about the collapse of a building as they probably did about the car. The right. car. Or right. peanut butter. Right. Yeah. It's like, yeah, right. No, these are peanuts. How could it be butter? Right. Well, guess what? You mash them up and you add a little oil. Yeah, but George Washington Carver had the vision. That's right. For the collapsible building I'm talking about. He actually, oh. yeah, we took the schematics from him. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, I did a <laughs> biography of him when I was in fourth grade. Oh, so the other thing about the collapsible building is this is straight from like we got inspired from something that's on set there for production. Sometimes you need to like make a garbage can out of nothing. And right. So we bought this like almost like an Ikea or something. Um, wait, 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 why do you need to make a garbage can out of nothing? Can't because, you just buy a garbage can? Yeah, but that doesn't, we need a collapsible because we need to store it store in places. It in like and then truck, like, yeah. if it, you know, we move to a new location all the time. Yeah. So we have this collapsible garbage can and that's exactly what we used and oh, then they, they painted the whole thing or like they they like affixed all this stuff but that is just a straight up collapsible garbage can that we uh, use that is next to the jokers yeah. on every single shoot yep and what's funny wow. so this bit when uh, we came up with it with the guys like gatto was like yeah like the architect things it should just be something like a tissue box with a paper towel roll as a chimney and like you have to explain why that's a good house and you're like <laughs> yeah it'll be like real like bargain basement like products and all that and then uh it wasn't like it yeah. So, like yeah that thing was like a regular product or whatever but it had like full 3d models and everything on top and like right. little action figures like a bunch of trips to the hobby shop and whatnot yeah so like yeah the art team again just kind of blows everything out i mean the art team is great but i mean is anybody saying boing boing look at all those white people boing Look at those white people bounce. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was no, you, right? That was me. That was a cue request. Again, yeah. What was the exact to those honkies. Boy, yeah, yeah. Boing, boing, boing. Look at those white people bounce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There you go. Beautiful. Uh, look, yeah. I mean, I definitely didn't say boing, boing. Look at those white people dab. That would never come. Uh, hell no. Yeah. But guess what? There were more thumbs down. Q, again, he's in the last place lead. Whoa. He lost this episode. So now... 
after eight oh nine, Q's got ten thumbs down. Mm. Sal has eight. Joe has six, and Murr has five. Yeah. So right now, Q after the first half ish yeah. of our season is in the last place lead that's, with 10 wow. thumbs down. He's wow. our loser again this week. Yeah, that's right. He's yeah. going to be very tense in the, in the off season. Thinking, oh man. You know, yeah. it's like four or five weeks that he's going to be worried. Am I going to be the big loser for season eight? Hmm. I don't know if I've ever seen him worry, <laughs> <No>. but maybe <laughs> this, this be is the first the time. time. Yeah. This will yeah. be it. Yeah. All right. We're going to jump into the punishment, but before we do that, why don't we call Mr. Green? My dad? Yeah. Oh, I'm yeah. sure he'd love to talk to us. Great. Let's do it. Okay. I sent my dad another Impractical Jokers clip. <laughs> oh, no. Stop yeah. it. Uh, about golf. I thought that's one subject that he could, he understands that's on the show. So do you think he's going to watch it this time? Yeah, I think so. I'm very excited. Figured, I think you figured out how to hit the lake. So let's I go. met him recently so that, in, in person. So that's it was right. crazy to put a face to the to the voice. And Tina met him also. Yeah. We were, we were mm-hmm. all at an Impractical Joker. Well, at a, an event for the Staten Island Museum. They were yeah. honoring Q uh, and me. For mm. all our terrific work uh, for the Impractical Jokers homecoming exhibit, and we yeah. had a nice night. And I invited James, but he was out camping. He looked so nice. He was all yeah. dressed up. It's just odd that he's an eight foot black woman. <laughs> yeah, that is yeah. weird. Yeah, it's you know because you have you don't have any of those characteristics. You're the vanilla yeah. clown, right? You're yeah. seven. Well, foot. my mom is a, a short white <laughs> man, so <that's, laughs> okay, okay, that's how it that. all makes sense. Oh, Sweet, yeah. let's do it. Hi, Dad. It's Danny. How are you? Okay, one second, Danny. Hold the wire one second. <laughs> he thinks Perfect. it's a wire. <laughs> Get me Beachwood 6, 7423. Okay, guys. Oh, okay. all right. All right, Dad. I held, up, I held up business for you guys. Thank you. Uh, anyway, so uh, uh, good morning. Good morning. I'm here with uh, Casey, James, yeah. and Tina. You met, you met Casey uh, yeah. at the event. What would you think of him? with the uh, attractive wife than I remember. Okay. <laughs> ah, nice answer. Yeah, what? nice. Lisa. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he had the uh, nice uh, nice uh, hair. Uh, look, I don't want to, uh, you know, I, I don't want to, uh, you, you remember what Grandma Suna said, Danny, right? No. Is Casey married? Yes. Grandma Suna, um, this is the truth, um, she said, uh, Steve, what she, she used to have these sayings giving me advice. She's from Poland. And uh, the best one she gave me, Stevela, she said, if you own a castle by a frontier or you have a beautiful wife, you must be prepared for war. Wow. Okay, okay that's it. That's okay. incredible. Thank you. That's so you hit on Lisa advice. <laughs> yeah, are you challenging Casey right now? <laughs> I think so. And, okay. And, okay, anyway, so how can I be of help to you guys? Well, and you also met... You already have. Yeah. <laughs> well, you also met Brian Quinn of Impractical Jokers. Do you remember him? Sure. He was at the, uh, he was at the event. Right. What would you think of him? Uh, actually, uh, I thought he was very funny. Yeah. Um, I can't tell. I, I identify people who have a beards or don't or are clean-shaven. Yeah. But in the world today, I, everybody is... He looks... Like all the other guys on that show. Yeah, yeah they all look the same. <laughs> I think all white people look the same, to be honest. Uh, uh, but uh, I, uh, you were funny. Thank you. And, uh, and nice speaking to you again. Oh, so how- <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> so I'm yeah, Brian Quinn. <laughs> I sent you the golf punishment because I thought that would be right up your alley. You're talking about what you sent to me like two weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. What'd you think? Uh, I thought it was very, very funny because all those things 
uh, assuming that you're spoofing the person on the course yeah. isn't in on the joke, and they right. think that it's uh, a serious interruption right. uh, of what they're doing. Uh, it's, uh, it's hysterical because golf is very, very serious uh, about their game, mm-hmm. right. the protocol, the uh, the rules of engagement, the mm-hmm. etiquette, absolutely, especially right. golf etiquette. Yeah, uh, it's one of the few places left that that it's enforced and it's important. And what would you think if you uh, were until you got until you guys got involved, obviously? <laughs> and if you were playing an important uh, tournament like that, and somebody yeah. drove his golf cart onto the green, how would you react? <laughs> I'm sorry. Hold on, Bob. I got a merge. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was on a call. You can't go on the green with the cart. I'm sorry? You can't go on the green with the cart. Oh, I'm sorry. I was on a call. I'm so sorry. (laughs) I'm laughing even. Well, that, of course, is the ultimate crime. You know, uh, greens are taken care of, uh, uh, you know, like like beautiful art, great art, Um, you know, beautiful women. Right. You you take, take care. care of them, and um, you, you you there is there is definitely you know you protect them. Yes. Uh, yeah. With your life, your body, whatever. Wow, Mr. Green is unleashed. He loves golf. <laughs> yeah, I could tell. He really likes golf. But and you, beautiful you know, women. So it, it was the concept was so crazy. I thought it was hysterical. Oh, good. I'm glad you like this one. So the oh, show's uh, the show's growing on you. Uh, no, it was it was funny because. It was it was subtle, other than it was so outrageous. Right. Uh, you know, I mean, uh, especially with golf, so outrageous. Right. Uh, hitting somebody else's ball is also not quite uh, the crime uh, is not as severe right. as, as driving your car on a green, but <laughs> hitting somebody else's ball yeah. uh, is also almost a capital offense. This one here is the top flight, though. Well, the top flight is mine. <laughs> well. <laughs> Wait, you picked it up? It's my ball. I'm with them. Oh. And what was the other one where you started to you you were you had a bale uh, a bucket of balls and you started to practice on the green that he was uh, approaching? But that yes. was another. Punishment? Yes, he was he was chipping onto the green during the tor- the other guy's tournament. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Well, no, you shouldn't be here. <laughs> <laughs> Where the hell's my ball? I mean, that's funny. But, um, I mean, you know, it, it, it's too crazy. Yeah. Somebody getting lost on the course and going over the green and thinking of laughing as I'm thinking of it. Oh, good. Um, is possible because you get confused. Right. Especially if it's the first time on the course. Or you've been drinking. Uh, or, or you've been drinking. What, what have you been drinking? Well, no, if you're drunk and you got on the course, you might go to the wrong yes, hole. Yes, 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 yes. But, uh, you know, that's a, that's unusual. Normally. Right. No, uh, I know that, golfers don't. Was that a private club or a public course? Private. Private. Okay, so you did you make a deal or uh, you had an understanding the, the with o- the general manager? Yeah, the, gen- or the owner or the general manager uh, knew the show, and uh, when we reached out, he was a fan of the show, and he uh, kept our secret. Although he did have his family come, and there were— well, He did, okay. Yeah, his family right. came, but then somebody tipped, uh, tipped us off that the family like knew about it, so we didn't interact with them, and I think the family was bummed. <laughs> I go, because it's not easy, you know— yeah, if it's a private club, these guys can do it. But if some of the members, you know, can be these righteous golfers, 
Oh yeah. And, and you know, religious golfers that go nuts and fire the guy. So he took a bit of a chance. Uh, but it was very, very funny. Well, good, Dad. Well, I'm glad you liked it. I'm glad the show's growing on you. I appreciate you taking time this morning. We're going to get back to the podcast. I want to you- say something to our listeners. If you think there's a specific punishment you want us to send Danny Green's dad, Mr. Green, let I us know. Again, please. <laughs> oh, I, I was talking to our, yeah, yeah. Casey was talking to our audience. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Casey wanted to know how, uh, sorry, this is James Murray. Uh, Casey wanted to know how you felt when Danny got fired from the golf course for sleeping on the job. Uh, did you? Uh, well, uh, that's the was his same when he was a kid. So obviously, you know, this concept when you get older, you get more mature. It doesn't work. <laughs> I'm sorry about that, Dad. Okay, no, but Danny, uh, Danny was always uh, when, like us all, you know, when it comes when we were young, when you sports girls, you pay attention. You know, <laughs> and, and then it goes down from there. Yeah. Uh, or up. I don't know. I guess it depends who you are. <laughs> but anyway, um, if I could be of any help with the golf, uh, I'm trying to think of anything. Um, I, ah, I got one. <laughs> okay. Immediately. Uh, if you want to do another one, that would also be a good punishment. Uh, or, I don't know uh, from the standpoint of punishment, but it would it would be. Uh, alien to golf etiquette and rules, and and if somebody is serious, and most golfers are, mm-hmm. uh, you know, they they would they would be totally flummoxed with this. Totally, they wouldn't know how to deal with it. If you go on the course and you say, um, uh, "Do you mind if I play with you?" Uh-huh. <laughs> because you know, because nobody wants to play with strangers. Right. Nobody. You know, unless the stranger obviously is a pro or someone. You know who's a great golfer, uh, and if you look like a jerk, like wearing dark socks, yep, uh, dark even so mismatched hot. socks would help. Um, uh, yeah. Talk to Danye, okay? Um, and go up to uh, you know, uh, uh, or go up to a lady player and see if you can play her and try to pick her up on the course. Okay. In black socks, which would be a no-no. <laughs> In black socks. Um, yeah. But I, I think that would also. That's so. Um, uh, you know, violates etiquette okay. uh, mm-hmm. to go up and, and, and try to play with somebody. All right, we're uh, gonna we'll we'll bring it up stuff. to the Thank jokers you. if we do another golf punishment. That's the Black Sox is definitely going to be at the forefront. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, anyway, okay, guys. <laughs> Thanks, Mr. Green. Nice speaking to you again. Thanks, Dad. And, Thanks, and hopefully, I'll get the chance uh, to meet you all again. Oh yeah, okay? can't right. wait. I'll Thank bring you. my I'll bring my wife. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye, Dad. Bye. All right, that was great. Yeah. Wow. All right, we're going to jump into this punishment now, but uh, we have a very special guest. Our episode MVP. MVP. Returning to the podcast uh, is Stella MV Silent Peace Psomius. (laughs) (laughs) Very nice. You pronounced it well. You pronounced it well. Can you spell it for us? It's P S O M I A S. Fun. That's That's fun. You do pronounce the P. Oh, very fun. Well, MV Psomius. Congratulations. Uh, We're diving into Q's stalker punishment right now. Yeah. And so, real quick, again, just tell the audience what you do for the show. I am the production coordinator, so I work uh, in production management. Great. What's like, what, what, can you think of anything? What does that mean? <laughs> yeah, what does that mean? <laughs> Do you think of anything that you did on this uh, stalker punishment in terms of um, like what that, what your job entails? Um, I mean, for every episode, you know, every shoot day, uh, production management really just, it's all logistics. We hire mm-hmm. the crew, we mm-hmm. prepare everyone, you know, 
get the schedule out and all that. So for every um, single shoot, I mean, you guys don't yeah. like, she's downplaying it. Like that's, that's so many emails. Like you have to make a lot sure of emails. A, availability for, for people who hold cameras and make sure that the staff that is on, you know, that's on call all the time is there and like figuring out what time to get there, talking to the locations, people, what time can we, can we load in? Do we have to wrap out at a certain time? The jokers, like what, what's their call time? When do they have to leave? Oh yeah. It's oh, crazy. Wow. And the every schedule shoot. is always changing yeah, and yeah. you know, we're not, you know, shooting every single day, the same day each week. So right. we got to things, you know, people are day players. They have different things going on. So we, and just, we, should- we hope that the people we want are available. And if they're not, we got to find somebody else. And if they're good and it's a whole thing. And that's happening two to four times a week. Oh yeah, yeah. definitely. And it's like, crazy. And so you said day player, like a day player is someone like a, a PA who might yeah, work it's, on it's freelancing, you know, it's, yeah. um, if someone's available, for a couple of days that week, but those right. aren't their shoot, days we're shooting. Yeah. Then we're not going to see them that week. And yeah. right. Some we days to find they're with else, us. So. Some days they're with Scorsese working right. on a movie. Right. Then. Mostly. Exactly. Right. It's mostly between yeah. us and Scorsese. And then there's got right. people like right. us. We're, we're players. 24 seven pure players, players. pure players, not day players, pure players. I feel like your position must be so much harder than working on a regular show because every location is different. Oh yeah. Like most shows are in the same place every episode. Like a studio. They'll have like a studio that they like work in and out of. Yeah. Or, or just the same, you know, location that they're going to at least for like a good chunk of time. Mm -hmm. And this literally changes with like three times, at least three times in one episode, it oh, changes. Oh, definitely. Within <laughs> within one shoot day, like yeah. With especially with production management and all the departments, really. I mean, there are such last minute changes. Yeah. And we have to work with each department works together because we need different gear rentals for a different shoot day. It's not always the same gear, and we need to you know rely on the locations department mm-hmm. to get us parking permits and make sure our vehicles fit there. Sometimes we need an overnight crew to hold yeah. parking for just that location. It's just always switching. And around. Stella's such a nice balance of being calm and hardworking where it's mm-hmm. like, you know what I mean? She's, she's always like lovely, even within the stressfulness and she never mm-hmm. comes off stressed. Yeah, I try. I try. It's like being a flight attendant. It's like <laughs> the plane's going down, but you have to smile because then everyone else is going to lose it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, that's, so that's, that, that's this. And then so we want to talk about this, this stalker punishment a lot. Have you seen the cut? of it? Yes, I have. Oh man, I love this one. So good. It was such a fun day. I can't even believe that, that this one worked as well as it did. Well, it also didn't at first. And we can talk about that real quick. Sure. Q was getting recognized a decent amount. Oh, left and right. right? Left and right. Yeah. And Mm. that made it really challenging because, you know, once someone notices him, um, where we were shooting, it spreads. then it spreads. They may, you know, call out his name, which attracts other people. And then even the people that don't know him yep. as a celebrity might just be like, why is, why is he getting such weird attention? Yeah. And yeah. then if Q approaches that person, they're going to know something's up because other people recognize him from something. Yeah. So right. it really like affects the shoot day. And we have, but we have like ninjas basically, which oh, yeah. are like Chase and Cole mm-hmm. and uh, Bozak yeah. who like will spot that out. And they're like security guard. They're like secret service it's great. meets ninjas. Yeah. And they're it's like so watching people watch him and, and speculating like, is he looking at him because he thinks he's weird or did, does he know he's a joker? Yeah. And he'll take him out. But it's tough because yeah. we needed this, this one guy. 
Like the most of this, most of this whole punishment is this one guy, but that guy needs to go to other people so that when Q comes over, it's weird. Mm-hmm. And if they know the show, then it ruins it. Right. And it's so fun how that guy was like winking and, yeah. and like trying to get this. Oh, yeah. In the beginning so- he was very, um, he was friendly. Like why wouldn't he be friendly? But then once he realized Q is actually stalking him yeah. throughout the event, <laughs> yeah. he would nicely he was nice about it he never like got angry or aggressive but he was just like all right well me and this other person are gonna have a private conversation right. all right he, yeah. and What's he it? like obviously played it off like oh you want us to have a private conversation <laughs> sure thing and it was very funny she so, and i need to have a private conversation oh really yeah just what about us no no we're we're good we're good i met you we'll, we'll talk another time he handled it perfectly. Like yeah. that guy, that guy handled it in a way that like, I think I would, or like most people should, yeah. which is like, he allowed it for as long as he, yeah. I think he could take it. Yeah. And it was just like, you know, it was like, we're going to do this thing here. You, you know, I'm good. And then he's like, oh, so we're going to have a private conversation. Yeah. Q, Q being like, oh, okay, great. Yeah. So nice to meet you. We're going to talk. Like he's just him not getting it. He played like the perfect, like Homer Simpson buffoon. <laughs> yeah, it was great. Yeah, it was perfect. And, and the, the guy was friendly yeah. about it. To an extent, he was obviously right. getting annoyed, yeah. which was, was which is what we wanted, you know. So it was the perfect, perfect guy. I did wish that we had at least one hay mustache because he had a mustache. Yeah, um, <laughs> but I, I think it's that's a diff, that's for a different day. It was just so funny to me that it was like Q getting called out in the beginning so often uh, that obviously wasn't aired because mm-hmm. in this punishment in particular, we did a lot of things to try to avoid getting recognized. Like. If you notice, this is the second Q punishment this season where it's very, like, dark. It's, like, visually dark. This is, like, our Game of Thrones battle scene. Uh, <laughs> What's the other one? The other one was his Blue Man Group punishment. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Um, part of that is, like, again, like, the, trying to stop the guys from getting recognized. We've done, like, a few things in recent years. So, like, this is, like, it's a little bit darker in this room. Like, uh, Murray dressed incognito at his Tumblr punishment. Like, we're doing different things, like costuming, like lighting to try to get the guys not recognized. Even this punishment in particular, we're like, okay, well— it's one mark that he's really with the entire time. So you only kind of need that mark to not recognize him is what we thought. And then we'd get a good punishment. These are all the things like, I know y'all probably get this question all the time when you tell people you're working on practical jokers is how don't they get recognized every show? Mm -hmm. And we're like, they do get recognized every day that we go out and film and we try to cut it out. And does, does it get harder to film? Yes, it does. Yeah. And so these are just some of the try, like some of the ways we try to like counteract that. Yeah, it's definitely not impossible. Obviously, no, definitely not. Yeah, but it, it's just it, it's tough because the guys are so like loved that it's not just people recognize them. It's people rec- like and and, and that, but this is helpful mm-hmm. because when someone recognizes them, ninety yeah. percent of the time they're like, "Oh, I gotta meet you, hey!" And then like it's so obvious that 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 they know the show. We get like mm-hmm. I kind of quickly like a Chase or Bozak mm-hmm. or someone will come and be like, "Hey, like like actually they're filming right now." And fans are great. They're like, "Oh, mm-hmm. awesome! Can Super I watch? Can I watch?" Yeah. And they'll stand like thirty feet away and just kind of watch. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so that probably happened at that event. Yeah. Or they'll be like, you can't watch, but we're going to buy you a drink and like you could hang out, you know, something like that. Yeah. It's fun. It's great. It's, 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 it's nice that the, the fan base is so respectful. And so if you're hearing this now and that ever happens, please be the cool fan. Yeah. Please be cool. Be the cool fan. <laughs> be the cool fan. Well, it's also fan, funny what when people try to what play fans it cool. Do. Fans cool things off. They do. Yeah. Fans. They do. Yeah. But let's turn up the heat right now mm-hmm. and talk about. The end of this episode. Yes. Uh, and you get to see some real behind the scenes right here. Yeah. I'm right. talking about this chicken bone that got thrown back into the bucket. Has everybody had a second to think about this? Oh, the, the, the chicken bone just, just found its way in the box. Nobody did it? All right. 
That actually mystery. stopped the production. We actually had to stop and it was a thing where Q was walking around every department questioning them. Everyone's like, what are you talking about? People are making <laughs> fake phone numbers and emails just to mess with Q, like just to, you know, yep. text and email him and say, you know, I'm the one, but it really wasn't anyone. Yeah. Like we really didn't know who did it. And it was a whole thing. And it was kind of like towards the end, everyone's kind of on the same page of, well, obviously it was one of us. So just right. come, come clean. And, and no one did, which it just it's crazy. Up. And as of right now, we know who did it because there, there's a whole after party special yeah. about Let's check this. Check it out. Check okay? out that episode. Well, we're yeah. not going to tell you right now, but I will say this, like between the, when that was filmed and when it was revealed, because it was revealed to the crew on after party. Yeah. Pete McParlin and Kevin Felix were the only two people who knew. And yeah. they're executive producers on the show. I even tried to get it out of them, and really? they would not tell me. Whoa, yeah, and you're like, that's so. <laughs> funny. I was like, who did it? Who did it? I was on the phone with Kevin a few times asking him. Wouldn't tell me. I love that. See, this show yeah. is all about these secrets, awesome. and like, it's a new version of it. This was so, but it was for like a month or two, two months yeah. between when we filmed it and when it was re- revealed. And everyone, even I, wasn't even there that day. Yeah, and I was like, I need to know. And this in is those crazy. two months, the hype never died down. Like everyone was talking about yes. it. It would get up like. It would get brought up maybe like once a week of like, oh, that chicken bone, you know? And Yes. It was never like, it never died down. Everyone was like, who did it? Come on. It's been so long. Who did it? Who did it? I love a whodunit. Doesn't get revealed until mid-August when we're back from the break on the, I think the second Impractical Jokers episode after party in in mid-August. That's going to be a really fun after party episode. Uh, You got to watch the filming of it and it's great. So I highly recommend checking that out. And we are steel traps. Like we will not tell you. But Murray, might. If, Mur- yeah. my prediction is Murray lets it slip before mm. August, but we'll see. That's my prediction. I don't know. Mm, maybe I you're hope right. he doesn't. I will say this. If $1,000 went into my Venmo, I'll probably tell you. Oh, okay. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. At Casey Joe's, so, probably. I don't know what you're about. Should we all make predictions of who we think is going to slip? I mean, it's, you're right. James is right. It's 100% Murr. <laughs> if anyone slips, it'll be Murr. Uh, the only the only difference is well I can't even say anything because it'll give it away so I'm not even gonna say anything. Yeah, that's it. I'm, I'm not even gonna. Talk. The, yeah, we should oh stop. There's a bit of an omerta on the Joker's crew. And Just uh, check it out on after that. party. It's check a it really out. good. But episode. it was such yeah. a fun day on set, and it was again it was that thing of like. Just a nice behind the scenes for the fans to see what it's like to work on the show. Mm-hmm. And you get to see all of the BTS, the behind yeah. the scenes and all the guys interacting. And if you notice, like that, uh, that was from the, the Nod Dog uh, challenge that day. And the reason why it's in this episode is because they made that after party uh, episode and we needed to kind of like tease to it. Yes. So we threw it into this one. But you notice, obviously, because Murray is dressed up as his, uh, you, what do you call himself? Gene Levy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or like Gene Levy? You know, it's yeah. Eugene Levy. So he called himself Gene Levy uh, yep. when he's like in like the neck brace and all that. And that is the reason why. Yeah, good, good call. Well, yeah, we I, I needed a good thinking. like mid-season cliffhanger. Yeah. So right. there you go. But it's yeah, so fun. The, it and fun. just a couple behind the scenes on that after party bit real quick. There's a camera. We have our cameras, but there's like a camera in the room that belongs to the location that McPartland got footage from. 
Right. It wasn't, yeah, it wasn't our cameras. It's, yeah. the, it's the security camera that uh-huh. the building had, right? That's and yes. he had to comb through that footage and, yeah. and, and see, like... And he found a lot of crimes, but the only <laughs> one we cared about was the chicken wing. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's that's fun. Stella, thank you so much. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. It was yeah. a pleasure. Congratulations on the MVP. MVP. Thank you. So thank you. If you want to Venmo Stella $1,000, you can do that. Yeah. 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 I, think it's just I still won't Stella. tell you about the chicken boom, but I will accept the money. Yes. Okay. Of course. Tina, Danny, thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah. Thank Mr. Green. You. Thank you so much, Mr. Green. Casey, thank you. Thank you, James. And thank you, fans. And we'll see you in a few months. Have a great right. summer. Go crazy. Keep in touch. Don't forget to visit Impractical Jokers at the big comic event in San Diego, July 20th at the park at Petco Park. All right. All right. Any and then news? I was just going to say, don't put chicken bones in buckets. That's right. Venmo was $1,000. Bye. 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 Bye.